Hi, beautiful beings. Welcome to the Authentic Lifestyle Show. I'm Joanne Oswell Jones, your host, and today is episode 16, and we are in for a real treat. Joining me on the show today is Reshmi Pumar. What an amazing woman Reshmi is. She is a psychic and spiritual relationship coach. Yes, this woman can tune into what you're really feeling, and yes, she can tune into what's really going on in your life. For those of you who may be new to the Authentic Lifestyle Show, it's all about self-help and human potential and stepping into the truth of who we are, which is far more powerful than we sometimes realize. And so today, Reshmi and I are going to chat about how as a natural psychic, an intuitive empath, a channeler and healer, how she can help you to recognize and heal your hidden fears, help you heal your past and reclaim your voice and work on those blocks that keep you stuck in unhealthy cycles. It's going to be a brilliant conversation. So let's dive right in. Reshmi, it is so great to have you here. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on the Authentic Lifestyle Show, because as you know, this show is all about human potential. It's all about tapping into our strength and our greatness within. And um, personal and emotional development is a big thing for me. It's what my career is based upon. But you can't always achieve that by yourself and on your own. And that's where people like you come in. So I, um, when I came across your profile and your work, I thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly the kind of guest that we need on the show. Because I think there is, there's so many people out there that are wanting to develop and are wanting to grow and wanting to change, you know, limiting beliefs, patterns that have been holding them back for many years, but don't necessarily know where to go to and don't necessarily know how to actually shift those really deep unconscious feelings that some we're not aware of. So I am dying to dive right in, but I'm just, so you're a psychic and spiritual relationship coach, aren't you? And can I just read this? Because when I was reading your bio, I just thought it sounded so magnificent, which was her, so this is about Reshmi, everybody. Her intention, her work is to reignite and strengthen your inner light so that you can rebuild that innocent and all-powerful trust between yourself and your higher self to succeed in all areas of your life. That is just beautiful. And and it it is so beautiful. So let's dive in and go on to this, you know, let's go on this journey together. But take me back to the beginning, because obviously you are very gifted, spiritually, psychically. And I do know that we all have Um, we have access to that strength. We have access to that sort of um, clairvoyance, clairaudience, but we don't necessarily develop it. And obviously it was something that was with you from from the very beginning, right? So can you take us back to your childhood and and when you noticed you first had this amazing gift? (laughs) I would love to. I would love to, Jan. And thank you for the lovely things you're saying. Um, Let me just point out, I wrote that profile that you asked me all the information. It was channeled. None of what I write, if I sit down and try to write with my mind, it doesn't work. And what you've just read out, even I'm sitting here surprised, did I write that? Because that came straight from spirit. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think we all need a a certain amount of surrender, which is um, possibly where we're all needing to work at the moment with the changes that are coming up globally. Mm -hmm. For me, I always had this um, empathic ability and I found myself feeling more safe, more clear when I was, I grew up, I was born in Africa and I grew up um, until my early teens in Zambia in Africa, which was very beautiful, but also a very scary place to be. Okay. We were going through, because um, Zambia used to previously be Rhodesia, um, and it was part of the whole of Rhodesia, which is Zimbabwe, was also part of that. And so Zimbabwe was going through its transition. Zambia managed to negotiate its freedom. But we had a civil war going on inland, and we had the war going on in Zimbabwe that was impacting us. My childhood grandparents had a home in Zimbabwe, so we used to spend our holidays there. So there was, you know, 
beautiful moments, but also very scary moments. Um, and they do say that your sixth sense develops when develops more when you are in a tight bind, when right. you're needing the guidance, when you're needing source to be there for you, your sixth sense develops more because as children, we come in with that knowledge, we come in with that connection. And so when anything happens, the first thing we tend to do is try to turn to our parents. But if they're too busy, then we internalize. And I was lucky enough to have the internal source that continued to look after me for a, a, a very long time. That's lovely. Am, thank you. My empathic ability is basically if I sit next to you, if I even hear your name, I get this energy um, vibe that tells me where you are where you're at what's going on for you and where you need support okay and so can you switch that on or switch it off or it's just always there it was always there until I learned that I could actually create boundaries I could say spirit no now's not the time now's for me to and I needed to create boundaries with people because people also have this thing that as soon as they discover that you can help them or they're curious, human beings are nosy. <laughs> so if we're curious about, okay, you sit next to that person, tell me all about them. I had to learn to respect that boundary. I had to learn to say, no, actually, just because you're curious, I can't and I won't do that. I don't want to tune into it. With the readings and work that I do, where people mainly come to me through word of mouth. Well, I think that's the most powerful form of advertising, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because it's authentic. Mm. Yeah, it is. And it's, you and know, it's a when, recommendation, isn't it? So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But what's amazing about that is if they come through word of mouth and they're a bit nervous about it, um, if anybody's listening and is curious about it, nobody has the power to interfere with your energy until you give them permission. So if you're still if you're in a session with me and you're still nervous and you can't feel safe with me, then don't be afraid because I won't be able to tune into you and I want to be authentic and not make things up. So I will say to you, by the way, I can't. If you really want the support, then give me permission to enter your energy. Yeah. Give me permission to read. And and I think that that's um, that's very important because it is a trust issue, isn't it? And it's about, and not everybody resonates with each other. You know, not everyone is going to like your style of work and not everyone's going to like my style of work. So you attract the right people um, that you can hold and you can help or you can work with. So so going back to childhood then, was it age, what, four, five that you started to realise that you could, how did it start? Was Was it you were sitting around the dinner table and you could suddenly hear what your grandmother was thinking or how, how did it <laughs> um I would know if somebody who came to the house or somebody we visited was having a hard time and I would instinctively want to protect them or instinctively want to um, guide them to do something different and there was one mo- memory that really sticks with me was that a lady came to the house who was just recently pregnant but she wasn't sure about the baby. She wasn't sure if she wanted to have this child. She wasn't sure if she could carry it to term. Yeah, there was, you know, there'd been a history of uh, loss, I think, in her um, uh, pregnancies. And basically this amazing, powerful light came through me and sort of surrounded her and said, please don't worry. And I was was guided to place my hand on her and say, it's all gonna be okay this time. This is gonna work out. And of course, it shocked everybody because she hadn't really announced to anybody she was pregnant. She was being very cautious about it. Um, And of course, I got told off as a four-year-old or five-year-old going, "Ah, you know, it's going to be okay. You don't go and talk to adults until they want to talk to you, you know. So there was all this um, guidance uh, or restrictions, you know, boundaries. You don't just speak to anybody. Um, And I found myself... um, with anybody that came from school, um, going through traumatic times in the country, there were lots of stu- students around me who were having difficulty at home. Right. Um, so I would come home quite distraught, quite sensitive and upset about it. And I was always told to go and sit under the avocado tree and write about it or draw about it. Okay, so that was a really nice way of your parents trying to say to sort of channel. Oh, it wasn't parents, it was oh, spirit. It was spirit. It was spirit. Yeah. 
it was spirit, which I only reflected back when it suddenly. So for me, it was like, okay, I need that time out. I need to clear my energy, but I never realized consciously I was clearing my energy. I was just expressing what I'd felt. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. So I spent hours under the tree with a little table and writing and drawing and uh, snuggling up to the, the family dogs. And we used to have a lot of feral cats that came and just took up space. Excuse the dog. <laughs> it's too wet outside. Tail wagging in the background there. It's amazing she came in just as I'm talking about the dogs. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so I know, sweetheart. And, um, but it, it continued and I wasn't really conscious that I was doing anything different. It was in my mid to late 20s. I was married at the time. My husband kept saying, oh, you do this weird stuff. And I thought, I don't know what you're talking about. It never really occurred to me. Then we were in holiday in Italy once and this young lad came round to, we were camping, came round and he was sort of um, begged for a beer. And the voice came out of me saying, you're going to destroy your new kidney. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. you heard spirit speak to you saying, yeah. and it was on behalf of this chap, this yeah. young right. This young lad who just had, which I had no idea because he was you know, wearing his t-shirt, said, you're going to destroy your new kidney. And he looked at me and said, how do you know? And he pulled up his T-shirt and, of course, he had the operational scar. It was very recent. Um, and he said, you know, he'd had some kidney troubles and he just had a, a kidney transplant. Um, so we were trying to help him not drink. But I, I think there was a lot more trauma in his life. So he couldn't really release it at the time. So that was one of the most um, powerful things. Then I started having spirits sort of walk around with me. <laughs> it was time to wake up and trying to do this work consciously. But I was resistant um thoughts, right? and, you know you can yeah. realize not everybody else can do it and you sort of think am I am I the one that's going mad here you yeah know. that was really it that was like oh my god there's something strange about me um and the real sort of um the stamp of like this is the time to own it I was working for a big management firm um in London and uh one day after a big meeting, we came out into the foyer and I stopped them having a, a, a chat and a laugh and said, just be quiet. And I walked over to the switchboard, picked up the phone and answered with the person's name. And this was the days before um, caller ID. <laughs> so they, they sort of erupted in laughter and said, what are you doing? I'm answering the phone. I was just answering the phone. But you do this all the time. You pick up the phone before it rings. You answer with the person's name as though you knew it was them that was calling you and you always have an answer for them. And we come into the work, into our offices every day. We have files on our desks that we haven't asked for. And there's information in there that nobody would know. How do you do this? Wow. And it was at that point that I started sort of going, oh, I'm really do lally. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's really going on here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, doesn't everybody do that? Everybody knows, everybody can feel. And then so I started sort of dropping into that space where I suddenly realized that it was a voice that was speaking to me, a feeling or a sensation or a vision that would come to me that would then just interpret itself in words. So does it tend to be more of a voice? Like I notice in some of your um, work, you, you know, you've got um channeling so oh. is is there a specific group of consciousness spirit that can channel you is it is it your your personal guide is it, you know and and is it an actual voice because I know when I was younger I went through a phase where I would hear spirit talk to me um and it, I I understand because it's very disconcerting I remember once standing in the kitchen and I must have been oh, very early 20s and I was washing some glasses in, in, in the kitchen sink. Well, you know, like we had a bowl in the kitchen sink and the water wasn't actually that hot. It wasn't very hot. And this voice said, don't be silly. If you put the glasses in there, you know, the water, they'll break. And I thought, where did that come from? And I ignored it. And of course, sure enough, the water, the, the glass broke. And then a few days later, I remember going and through to my bedroom and going to bed and the voice again said you know oh you need to move those books off the shelf because otherwise they're going to fall off of course I ignored it and in the middle of the night what happened the books fell off and I nearly had a heart attack so I used to hear voices when I was younger so I'm really intrigued is this is that do you hear it or do you sense it or is it a combination of all of it 
It's a combination of all of it. And I don't know if you know of um, the channeler Tom Hatter. No. Um, yeah, he used, he used to do sound healing. Yeah. And um, at a certain point in my life, I resonated a lot with his work in my early 30s and I still follow him, but I think he's, he's retired now. Um, but he was um, doing an interview or a, a channeling and he said, you know, he sort of asked because he was very resistant to doing the work professionally. He was like, no, 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 it's a bit of fun. And he, he sort of asked and um, his guides uh, <laughs> said to him, okay, there's 11 of us here with you. And he said, um, 11, I must be very important with his ego thinking. And immediately the voice came through and said, no, you're hard to work with. We need all the power we can. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love it. Okay. So we need lots of us to try and get through to you. Exactly. And at that time, I was learning to reconnect with the angels, doing some angel work. And I'd had um, what they called was an upgrade of teams. So I'd had four teams, two team guides, and angels that were working with me one of my um all-time sort of support system is metatron okay um, metatron is part of the uh, angelic realm that's helping with the earth's ascension at this moment in time so he's very much the gatekeeper for the new level of energy that's coming in um so he was one of the the, the angels there um worked a lot with michael before i still do every so often that's archangel uh, michael right archangel yeah. michael sorry <laughs> And then Archangel Azrael, who does a lot of transmuting of people's pain. So, you know, being a healer, he was really present with me as well as uh, Raphael. And then I had this upgrade. And of course, I had just had, before I listened to Tom, I had just had that ego think, oh, I've had an upgrade. Aren't I important? And immediately I listened to his interview and I thought, oops, deflated. Okay. <laughs> So in answer to your question, it was the resistance of the logical mind. I'm not listening to that voice. Okay. And the empath will always feel the, the energy in a field. So the feelings were coming in. And because I already had my own set of feelings, having um, grown up with a lot of trauma around me, I couldn't distinguish at the beginning. Is it my stuff or is it everybody else's stuff? So then they had to give me visions. And so the visions would then show me that there is a separateness to me and the other person, which is very much needed for empaths because empaths find it difficult to separate themselves from what's going on. Yeah, I've, I've done some reading on empaths and, you know, um, from my from my mouth to God's ears, um, I'm really pleased I'm not an empath. It it must at times be incredibly challenging. So my understanding, my limited understanding of an empath is someone who will walk into a room, a situation, a party, a dinner party, uh, a large global event, and they can feel everybody else's feelings. So they can feel the fear, they can feel the overwhelm, they can feel. So they're taking on an awful lot because they're not just feeling their own stuff, right? Yeah. So how do you protect yourself from that? Do you, because that's, that's a, I mean, listen, we, we can all be fairly intuitive at times. And I know I can be somewhere and go, mm, something doesn't feel right, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm, you know, that's just what's going on in my own little world. So how do you kind of protect yourself um, from taking on everybody else's I've had to, yeah I've had to learn how to do that because of course part of my work is also about tuning in to the feelings and the experience that the person is going through or went through so that we can heal it mm -hmm. um, so it's been the, the team that has helped me okay it's time to clean the energy the grounding being around nature having salt baths you know those kind of things really help carrying crystals I used to carry crystals like there was no tomorrow <laughs> But um, when you work with the energy and you become a little bit more closer to the energy, you understand it, you can actually ask that this be relieved from you. Yeah. So like you let go of what's not yours. And yeah. And yeah. So yeah. In, in, mm. yeah. So one of my favorite, sorry, one of my favorite quotes to teach people is if this isn't mine, please help me release it. I yeah. release it. I let go something like that. So it's, if this isn't mine, I allow it to pass. Hmm. And that helps a lot so you know that's one thing always placing protection around my aura is uh, something that I did very early on 
now it's easier to breathe it and breathe it out. Okay. Because also as the channel, it's a two-way channel. You're channeling information, but you're also channeling the healing um, response back to source. The source can relieve the person or the situation of that. Okay. So if you're working with, so so you got to this point, let's go back a bit, you got to this point where you began to take responsibility and go, okay, so this is obviously something, a skill that you have. Um, what was it like? To, tell me about your first client, not obviously the personal data, data protection and all that, but tell me about the first time you, I suppose, used this skill base that you have, the set of skills in a professional capacity with a client how did that feel? Because, you know, if it's something you've grown up with and you think, oh, you're very intuitive or you're smart or you're this, or you can, you know, you can see spirit, you can hear spirit. It's very different growing up with that to suddenly then putting it into a source of income. You know, what yeah. was that transition like for you? Um, I, I believe spirit made it happen. I didn't, um, I, I have a lot of doubts when I go into readings. I don't so much anymore, but I used to. My first ever reading um, as such, um, which was unconscious, was when I was in a Reiki session. I was going through a lot of stress and so my sister recommended Reiki. I went to the Reiki, she gave me a powerful Reiki session. But when I woke up, I'd had these amazing dreams and I shared these amazing dreams with her. Um, and she didn't tell me anything. She's like, oh, my God, that's fabulous. And started making notes about it and say, oh, you should maybe make notes. But I, I didn't make notes. Then about a year later, the same lady that had been um, giving me the Reiki, I, I learned Reiki from her. And she came to my house with a deck of cards. And she said, I need you to do a reading for me. <laughs> and I looked at her really puzzled. I don't do that. <laughs> And she'd been telling me for ages, you're going to be working with a lot of people. And I thought, oh, she's just trying to sweet talk me. You know, you know, I don't do that. Um, and she said, no, really, seriously, you can do it. And I said, I've never touched a tarot card in my life. I don't know how to read tarot. And then she said to me, each time you have a treatment and you have those dreams, you're giving me guidance for the clients that have been in during that day that I can then pass on. And this is how it helps them. So I know you're a channel. I know you're pure. Please read for me. Um, and so I, I sat and said I was resistant, but I thought, okay, what have I got to lose? And she looked desperate. So I shuffled the cards. Desperate. <laughs> she did poor thing. She was really like, I've got no one to go to. And that was the thing. That was a clincher. She said, I've got no one else to go turn to. And I really trust you, which was really that, that, that hit home. So shuffled the cards the best as I could. Um, and my mind was doing, you haven't got a clue what you're doing. I turned over the card as my body responded to energy. And these words flew out and said, look at the card. And I looked at the card and there was this really sad, gray, haggard person on the card. And then it continued. So describe this place and this is what's going on. And then it gave me a couple more cards to pick. And then it says, you've got two choices. Choice number one um, is to, to leave. And now, then the voice says, now look at the, the first card. And I looked at the first card and the image changed from that gray haggard person to a beautiful woman who was vibrant. Wow, that's, that's astonishing. It is. And even now my heart's going because I'm thinking, God, that really happened. <laughs> you know, and the, the words, I, I, was, I sat there in astonishment. I was like, oh my God, this is really happened. Am I imagining it? And then it says the second option is to not do anything about it. And then it said, now look at the card. And I went back to the first card and it was grey again. So in this situation, so you're given, this is fascinating. So obviously this would, this particular reading was with tarot cards. So if we interpret that into a, a, a personal development and an emotional healing, uh, emotional development, the information you were giving, this is what I'm picking up, is that um, that she had whatever it was she was facing she had decisions to make one was she could either make a change and leave I'm assuming and the mm -hmm. other one she could stay and the way you could interpret interpret potentially what was the better outcome was spirit was saying now look back at the at the image and so obviously the going meant that someone would then be reborn flourished 
steel, heel, etc., staying, nothing would change and they would remain. Yeah. That's fascinating. It is. And then she started sending people to me, which um, some people wouldn't like me touching the tarot. Sometimes they would ask me if uh, when I wasn't with tarot cards, because I didn't have my own, that, you know, she'd always provide them when she sent people to me. Um, and so most of it was just reading the energy and interpreting the energy. Um, and the first, you know, first couple of years, I didn't really do it as a business. I did it just to help people that needed and people were turning up. It took me, it took me about four years to actually start accepting that I was reading. Yeah, I was helping. Um, and I had been guided through her. I had done some training with Diana Cooper. I don't know if you know Diana yes, Cooper. Yeah, I've heard Diana Cooper. Yeah. yeah. So I did some angel work with her, and that's another story as well. And um, it's it's been a sort of a, a pushing along with the angels, do this now, do this now, you know, that kind of thing. And when I came back from a course uh, learning about how to work with angels, I had a voice say to me, now go to this town, go to this shop and ask if you can work there. And I resisted. I resisted for three months. And then I went and because I was on the defensive, the lady in the shop was a bit suspicious of me because she picked up the energy and she said, no, we haven't got anybody. <laughs> we don't need anybody to work here. And of course, with my energy, you wouldn't have because I was so in, in fear of it. That was that. So again, the voice wouldn't leave me alone, kept pushing me, pushing me. The next time I went, the, the owner was actually in the shop and she took one look at me and she said, perfect, I need a reading, do a reading for me now. And being put on the spot, you just think, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I, I, I did a reading for her and she was completely blown away. And she said, yeah, when can you start? Um, and that's when I started doing the work. Um, but it was sort of, there's so many bits and pieces to the puzzle you continue to learn about angels you continue to learn about spirit you learn about the anatomy all of that 100 and it's so interesting because you know we're taught we come into this world you know with all this connection to source right we do we're, we're connected to source energy we're connected to you know our the divine within as i call it and um it's fascinating how as children, you know, you see so many children, they, they can see spirit, they can see the angels, they can see their own higher self. And, you know, we're then, we're then encouraged to disconnect from that. And, you know, so when you hear those voices, of course, you know, I think it was, was it last week's episode? There was one episode that I was talking about how, um, you know, I had been doing some meditation on my bed and I was, asking I was asking for an answer to something that I really need an answer to and of course just as I was just getting off the bed I heard the voice loud and clear and you cannot possibly you can try and resist it like you did but it's there it's not in your imagination and yeah. so it's interesting how you know you fought it yeah. Even though you knew the voice was there, you knew that that guidance was there and the channeling, the information was there. But I think it's the ego that then comes into play, right? That says, Absolutely. Absolutely. what on earth is everyone going to think about me? Or, or how am I going to make this into a profitable business full of prosperity? And it's amazing how then we can dim our light and, and dim our greatness for fear of non-acceptance or thinking that we're cuckoo, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, because I had a very sort of inquiring mind and I still have an inquiring mind, but now it's used, put to better use. Um, but at that time it was like, well, if it's not logical and practical, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. And no matter how much evidence came through in the readings and the healings that I did, it was always, oh, well, that was just something, a fluke that happened. And now let's get to practical things. So the first few years, I was actually, because I was working in the corporate world in banking, I would do contracting for six months. I'd make my year's income that way. And then I'd do this on the side as a bit of a hobby. Okay. So you weren't quite brave enough at that point to jump in with both feet and go, I can earn just as much doing this no. as I can in banking. Yeah. It took a lot of pushing from spirit to suddenly go, actually, yeah, I can let go because the mind was the ego mind as you said was so programmed to you have to do a decent job 
Yes. You, know, you have to do that mainstream work. And of course, being in banking was a very big mainstream job. This now is becoming mainstream because we're all learning. The self-help industry, personal development, it's, um, well, you know, the, the wellness industry is a trillion dollar industry, you know, and it's all very well um, having, you know, I, I firmly believe that if you, that soul connection with yourself, that being connected with your higher self, with your internal teacher, with your brilliance within, that's the thing that will guide you and then everything else will fall into place. And I think you're absolutely right. We're all being urged to step forth and step up and strengthen that connection for sure. Tell me about um, going into the pandemic. So you, so then you, we we went full-time reading, you know, healing, reading, channeling, that's your career. That's what you're, you're a coach from that perspective. Um, I'm really interested to see how, how much fear you expect, not you personally, but as a coach going through this challenging time that we've gone through in the last sort of two years, did you really see a very big difference in the level of fear and panic here on the planet um, when that happened? Absolutely. Absolutely. I Because I suddenly found everybody needing support. So I was doing a lot of free meditations, guidance, coaching sessions and things like that, holding space for everybody who was, you know, not able to work, not able to support their families or feeling completely lost and disconnected. So the first 18 months um, of it was just me holding space for people. And then I realized that I wasn't getting enough cleaning going on. I wasn't letting go of it all for myself. So there was this overwhelm period that I went through. Okay. Because I wasn't able to calibrate myself as quickly as I was there for everybody else. Wow. So that's a boundary issue, right? Very much a boundary issue. It's very much also, um, you know, respecting that I can't help everybody. No. Yeah. You know, we really want to, we really see everybody suffering and we really want to reach out. But part of the whole thing that I've had to learn is, and this is what I guess was channeled, was if I inspire you to have your connection, to have your power, you don't need me. It's all about, yes, it's about sort of um, providing someone with the tools and, you know, the help along the way. Sort of the tools that they have that they have access to that information themselves. Yeah, so it's it's helping them instill that groundedness, that trust in themselves, as well as spirit. You know, so um, because what I did with the COVID, which I didn't really, you know, had a big learning to do. Happy nose. <laughs> we have a, an old Yorkshire carrier who's 14, who's very possessive of her space. <laughs> Boundaries. Boundaries is also very empathic. Um, and she loves healing with the clients that come over. Oh, wow. And um, the other one is a two-year-old who is very playful and just wants to be in everybody's face because she wants so much love. And she's my partner's dog, but he's always oh, yeah. moment. <laughs> so it's it's about also I'm not responsible. So it's, it's a boundaries thing, but also I'm not responsible for trying to make everybody perfect, happy and healthy. Yeah, because, of course, you know, we choose all our burdens, we choose our life experiences. um, And actually, you can only uh, um, experience the joy when you go when you go through the challenges yourself. So absolutely. Absolutely. My my question about that time during um, Corona, from an empathic point of view, could you just feel mass hysteria and panic? And what what was your take on it? Okay, <laughs> so I actually had a client ring me up and ask me, um, what's the spiritual lesson in COVID? And I had this right at the beginning because I had a lot of friends who unfortunately fell into the fear space. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing this to us um, and we're powerless. And somehow I had that knowledge from spirit. This is an ascension process. This is an ascension process. Keep guiding people through the darkness. Keep guiding people through their fears. Um, and unfortunately, I lost a couple of friends who couldn't hold that space for their own fears. They fell into the conspiracy, the powerlessness, and got a little bit stuck. And 
we've since done some healing, so we've reconnected. But the answer to the clients, what's the spiritual lesson in COVID? Um, I'll try and remember it. <laughs> we are ascending beyond our fears, which are third dimensional fears. 100%. That was my take from the very beginning. Yeah. And where we see the pockets of the war or the control, that's where people have not taken personal responsibility to maintain their connection to source. 100%. And so when your fears come up, it's like, okay, this is a fear. It's not real for me. Well, it feels real. It's not true for me. Um, How do I walk through it without losing myself? And so COVID was basically making us look in the mirror and say, where am I um, abdicating my own personal responsibility, i.e. my personal relationship to source? Where am I falling into fearful habits of behavior and thinking? And where can I speak up and own my truth and create my truth from speaking up? Because we create with the voice and we create with our creativity. So where can I create my truth and my reality that I want to experience here? I love what you've said, and it's very brave of you to say, because obviously the the whole pandemic has been a very contentious um, issue. Yeah. And um, you there's all sorts of information out there, um, <clears throat> conspiracy theorist or this or that. But I genuinely, 1000% from the very beginning felt as well that this was an opportunity for self-accountability and to take back responsibility um, for oneself, one's actions, one's earning potential, one's belief system, rather than just relying upon. Um, and there's other people in the personal development and um, emotional development world that too felt that that was very much what they were they were experiencing and seeing with this and it's so it's wonderful to hear you and I love the way you expressed it and the way you said it but yeah I I I actually likened it to a global detox that, oh wow that's that's, that's what I said it was at the very beginning I said this is a global detox it's a very much needed global detox um from the perspective of stepping into the truth of who we really are which is far more powerful than we think and I think over time and I'm sure you probably as an empath you know see this all the time that people just trust in what they see on the news or what is being told without thinking for themselves um so it's fascinating, fascinating. I, I love the way you describe that. Yeah, and I love the way you said it was a detox because I think that really uh, makes it concise and very clear. It is a, a global detox of the fear and the limited beliefs that we've all subscribed to because it's easier to conform. Than it's it 100%. And of course, whether people realise or not, we're heading towards a, a, a much higher um dimension of of being um so given given that have you noticed um i guess the question is have you noticed clients so for someone who's perhaps um new to this type of work so let's say not conventional therapy but new to you know that feeling that you get inside when something is just gnawing away at you but you can't quite articulate or you you just know something's out of sorts something needs changing um have you noticed since what i call this global detox taken uh, happened or happening and unfolding and and changing as we as each day goes by have you noticed more clients coming to you but they can't quite put their finger on it but they're wanting to develop they're wanting to grow but they're not sure what why where or how do, do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i've i've noticed that people come with this one intention of I it doesn't feel right to be part of this system something just doesn't work for me okay you know and um they don't quite say the system but something about this world at the moment is overwhelming me 
Um, and most of the time, because we are sort of attached to our reality rather than the global reality, which is where they get away with this whole thing of not taking, um, uh, of influencing our decisions, mm-hmm. um, we look at our little small world and we go, uh, or the clients that come, they go, uh, I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Wow. And I'm not sure what it is and I need to be able to clear it. But that that in itself is spectacular in the knowing that something is not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess because there's been layers of people I worked with and I did start off, you know, many years ago, I worked with people who felt so powerless but knew that there was another way and they came because they felt the authority was outside of them. Mm, rather than within yeah and now what I'm loving is people are coming saying I know the authority is within me I need to know how to reach it yes 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 we love that love that and what's fabulous about it is those that are feeling that inclination will do absolutely anything to reach it yeah it's the understanding yeah I mean I do this sort of work all the time and god I get frustrated with myself I'm going I I don't understand I don't understand but then when you start to work with someone else with another coach that can help you just pin the pieces together or look at the missing piece you go oh I get it I get it so it's a case of I always say rather than being in in fear that something's not going right what am I being shown here yeah. What do I need to do to change? You know, what, what needs changing? Yeah. That must be very rewarding for you seeing how, how the world is evolving and how people are evolving, how, you know, more and more people are coming to you wanting to take responsibility, wanting to know how to connect to their power within, wanting to know what it is that they need to do to change. What I love about it is that it's collaborative and it's exciting because although we have an idea of what 5D is going to be, we are experimenting with the energy. Mm. And that, that, that desire to sort of experiment and explore and be curious about it and not really fall into the, the, the fear that overwhelms from before, although we do, but, you know, you, you, um, what it is is that you, you know that you can lose yourself in the fear, but somehow you'll find yourself back onto the path. Yeah. And then, like you said, that right coach comes in or the person that you're supposed to connect with will say just one word or just their energy and it will be, oh, yeah, that's where I'm supposed to it. Thank you. Yeah, got it. Thanks. You know, and that I love because then I can see that the 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 intention for my work is to empower people. And, and with that, I know that I'm, I'm adding something to them that empowers them. And that for me reaps rewards. I love that. Do you work with just individuals or do you work with corporations? Have you thought of executive coaching, you know, navigating a company through these, through this ascension <laughs> process? That would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Can you imagine? Absolutely. I was invited just coming out of COVID to quote for a company where the um, owner was doing this work. But actually, one of her, her detachments were, it's not me, it's my team that need training. Hmm. And I think if you're the captain of the ship, you've got to recognize it's it me. It starts with you, starts and ends yeah. with you. Yeah. And when I sort of spoke that truth, it didn't feel right for her, you know, which was a shame. And actually, thank you for bringing it up because the last couple of weeks I've been thinking it's a great time to reach organizations. Yeah. Feeling it's a great time because. The, the, the masters of finance, the masters that influence the path of the fear need to know that they're not loaned and they can actually clear the fear. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, going back to where I was, my password, which was finance houses, banks and insurance companies and, you know, all of that, they are right in the middle of that net of fear. Oh, totally, totally. And if we could go back and reconnect those people, that would be so powerful. But I suppose it's a question of whether they would want to, because where they see it as control. Um, and so if you have empowered, free thinking 
entrepreneurial style staff, you have less control. Well, I, Unless you're a forward thinking company, right? Who, who wants that to flourish? Absolutely. What I'm loving, though, Spirit keeps reminding me, the thing that turns or outweighs the scales is telling them it's about collaboration and personal responsibility. Mm. So if you tell them, look, the vision we're holding is we still have success, but it's very much about collaboration and personal responsibility, you will create that success for you that you're actually tuning into. And so easily, because it is, the new paradigm is collaboration. It is empowerment. It is love. It is life. It is all is possible. You know, that is the new paradigm rather than um, the old paradigm, you know, which is, yeah, fear and control. So tell me, tell me what a typical session would be with you. And, you know, so you have, obviously, you've got your natural psychic abilities, you've got your um, intuitive empath, you've got your channel and your healing. So, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about, so someone could book a session with you to have a psychic reading, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Someone could then book, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. It's so interesting. I never hold people to one thing because what is meant for that person happens in that session. A lot of people used to come to me just for the readings. Can you just do a reading for me and tell me what's not working? Um, You know, why is my relationship in such state? And that kind of thing. So we start off if they want looking to, for instant gratification. <laughs> yeah, it's the instant gratitude. So we start off with that. But now I do a little precursor before we do the session, and I just say to them, "Listen, my belief system and my private process of practice is that you're here because you know that you're powerful and you want to take responsibility for yourself." Love it. So I don't just simply do readings, which are a snapshot of the energy right now and how you've got here. Um, just to sort of give you a little bit of advice that then you can walk away and say, oh, it's all going to happen to me or whatever. I do readings because I know that I you're, you're strong enough to make that change that you need to make. Um, and then I can guide you along that path if you need me to. But the information that comes through in that session, that we call it a reading or a tuning in or whatever, is right. So this is the root cause. This is the medicine. OK. OK. Um, and apply it as a medicine you get a recipe a, a prescription and you have to apply that prescription as you're working with it if you get stuck because the medicine runs out or something isn't working then we can continue to do the coaching we can do the working together the people that I'm working with right now are people that are curious about the 5d that want to get to the 5d all right and do you want to elaborate on that for those who are listening who might not know what 5D is? We're talking about fifth dimension. <laughs> yeah, fifth dimension. So fifth dimension, and there is a bit of um, confusion about it. Fifth dimension, there is this common idea that third dimension is all about fear. And when we get to the fifth dimension, there won't be any fear. Now, yes, that's true to a degree. Fifth dimension means that you won't be so fatally um, victimized by your fear but you will see your shadow and you will love it a lot more easily. Yeah. Yeah. The fifth dimension, my understanding is love. Yes. It's, it's, it's learning to live in a place of love rather than living in the three third dimension, which is kind of where we're moving away from now, which is more the fear-based illusion in society and moving to the fifth dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And fifth dimension is a lot more open to experiences that we've never had so one of the biggest sort of fifth dimensional things at the moment spirit is telling me is tesla because tesla is all about the power that comes from within you're regenerating it from within yeah yeah and it's been created by this energy free energy that's not costing yeah Yeah. um and if it's saying to you yeah speaking that's lovely spirit is speaking at the moment and if we spirit you're welcome (laughs) in this conversation 
They're sending you purple and pink rays, but they're oh, thank you, spirit. Also, wanting to send you some for your solar plexus. So I don't know if anything's um, uh, uh, affected you recently. They're wanting to send some yellow for your solar plexus. Lovely. Um, we'll take that. Thank you, spirit. Okay. They're offering you a mantle because they feel that you've been a voice for the many in the last year and a half, two years. Oh, a mantle. Yeah, so it's like a golden fleece, but it's like a superhero's cape. It's like I'll take that superhero <laughs> cape. No, listen. In all honesty, yes. I mean that the the essence of this show is is to take it out there, um, to be very authentic and very honest, and to perhaps through guests like yourself and other people from all walks of life who have stepped up, stepped forth, um, questioned, um, you know, broken the mold. I'm just trying to get the information out there through conversations so that it's not so taboo and it's not so frightening for people to, because you know what, if you're not, my thought process I've always been one for being off the beaten track anything like that has always caught my attention okay I've always been since a little girl but why but why 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 so um and personal development I've never wanted to stagnate I've always wanted to grow um and and in with that I've I've had to climb some of my own challenges and mountains because that's how we grow um but I sometimes, and I love this sort of work, and I find it just so bloody liberating. I love it, love it, love it. And so the whole idea of the show is to get it out to a wider audience so that if anyone else is out there wanting to grow but doesn't know how, by listening to the show, by listening to our honest conversations, by then going, oh, I can look Reshmi up, I can connect with her on Instagram, I can book a session with her, I can... It, it, it's so empowering so um that's very nice of spirit to say that because that's the intention of just um speaking to a wider audience yeah Amazing. so it was appropriate okay yeah. <laughs> they're just putting it out for the tesla you mentioned earlier about that creating that financial flow if you look at the people that are investing in Teslas, they're creating that financial flow and it is the core of it is love, self-love. Yes. Yeah. So for anybody who's feeling the doubt and feeling the challenge and feeling the opposite of that flow, it's address that, that sort of lack of self-love, that invest in your love for yourself. It's so interesting because we could spend hours having this conversation because the <laughs> energy, the, the Tesla, and you look at money and money is just an energy. And um, I don't know if you've read the book called Love Money, Money Loves You, uh, Love Money, Money Loves. It's phenomenal by a lady called Sarah McCrum. Um, okay. And it's about the energy. So it's about energy because everything is energy, right? And it is about how money says so it's a little bit like the tesla situation which is like so money says you know i am all around you i yeah. am an energy that is all around you and when you think about it and money says the more you chase me the more i will elude you because yes. of the pressure because it's it's fun it's light it's it's to be expressed explored playful and i was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago and i thought you know I never question whether electricity is there. Okay. I never, yeah, question it. never do. You just flick the switch, right? And yeah. Okay. And the, so the energy is always there. Yeah. The energy of money is always there. You just got to flick the switch on. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, it's, it's all phenomenal. But the Tesla, um, sorry, go back to what you were saying about the connection with Tesla and energy. Uh -huh. Was that that message from spirit was that we should all be explain again that we should all be what tuning into <laughs> our energy or the energy of or free energy or we should be tapping into free energy? Oh, we are free energy. You've just mm -hmm. touched on the money thing. The money is free energy. I do a Saturday spiritual session um, every week, and I whatever the people bring to it, we address it through spirit and we look at the last lessons we're needing to learn. 
And one of the lessons we had, we have this amazing girl who's doing so much at a very young age. And one of her things was, I'm not worth what I'm charging. Um, and so Spirit did this amazing thing, which I channeled, which was money is like air. It is just free love. Abundance. And it has no personality except the personality we give it. Right. So Tesla, if you're there and you're envious, it's a free energy. It was a free energy. It was created or, or yeah. channeled or whatever by Nikolai Tesla. And it was inspirational. It was free energy that was offered to the world as a solution for something that we were looking for. Yet we have people who have that, it's elite, it's not for me, it's out of reach for me. You know? And that's the ego, that's the, yeah. The ego. So Nikolai Tesla invented or channeled that free energy, which is coming from pure love, just like money is coming from pure love. It, it doesn't have a personality. It has an identity that we give it. And if we're going to say a Tesla makes somebody... Um, a, a bit more elite then that's a personality you projecting mm. Interesting. but it's pure love at the core of it it's pure love if you love yourself if you practice the self-love and being with the breath of love and the breath of energy which turns into the love energy that turns into money or wealth or abundance which is all there for us yes yeah it will be your choice where you put yourself with the tesla or not do you know that the energy of money said um, that there is enough money on this planet for every single person to be a billionaire? Yes. And then some. Yeah. And if we think about it, right, we are this powerful machines that create with every thought and every feeling that we're having. We're magnificent. We're, I mean, like, this is why this whole this whole fear thing I mean this and of course we're you know there's the part of us but like how amazing I'm talking to you and I'm moving my fingers without even saying I'm 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 I we are so awesome and so powerful and yet we can play so small at times you're so right you're so right and I you know I've had experience of that myself and you know I can fall into things like that myself one of my stories that you've just helped me recognize is I don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's ridiculous because you know how rushed I've been. So I, I, that's a, a calibration that I need to make. I need to say, what is time? Go at your I'm, pace. Yeah. yeah. Going at my own pace. And so like you said, yes, there is at the moment money in existence to make each and every one of us a billionaire. But at the same time, you can create more of that for yourself. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Doing doing what you love doing. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a really um, good indicator because we are all here to contribute to humanity. And it is about it, my opinion is that, you know, whatever you're passionate about, and whatever you love doing is a fairly good indication that you're on the right track to be of service. So I know, for example, my um, my contribution to humanity is selling strength okay so it's strength it's about and and, and that is my message it's all about you know um, the strength within yeah. um, you know my daughter is she sells clarity and a surety you know we all have our different we all have our different um, our, our different reasons for being here and and what we're here to do and um, I've forgotten where I was going with that that's really funny but <laughs> but but um oh yeah no no so it's about, you were saying about time and yeah. being rushed off your feet and but yeah so what I'm learning with the whole energy and money and going to the fifth dimension and, and where we are is that you can slow down and do it at a pace that works for you but just do what lights you up you know yeah. and, and don't um if you need more time, charge more money. Because if you're in alignment with it, do, do you see what I mean? Oh, absolutely. In alignment with it, because it's never really about the money, is it? It's what, what's of value to you. Yes. Yeah. So perfectly put. Thank you, John. That's really, yes. 
it is if you need more time charge more for your time yeah absolutely for the service that you give i think that's so it's an energy exchange just you know money is the exchange and it's energetic so yeah that's a really beautiful way of putting it thank you 100 so so with your work then you work one-on-ones do you do courses group work i do excuse me i just got a, a, a cut lip um i well I, as i said i do a saturday group which is people who want to explore their shadow and love it so bring your you know bring whatever you're experiencing we'll look at how spirit wants us to address it and how to embrace it so that's a group thing um i am bring about to parts of you to the conversation right yeah bring parts of you to the all parts of you to the conversation and we will just love them we'll just hug them to bits <laughs> and then you'll feel yeah actually i'm whole again you know that kind of thing which i love at the end of the session when we do a, a feedback how did you feel you know um what's your learning so that's really powerful for me um i do courses about uh, the law of attraction I also work a lot with people who want to work on the relationship issues. So intimate the, relationships, yeah. It's, well, all relationships, not just intimate. We think it's just intimate, but we have the same pattern. It's like the flower of life um, that's circulating in other relationships as well. We feel safe with some person because we know where we stand with them, but our underlying dynamics will be similar to what's happening in the relationship quarter. Um, and spirit has guided me to see so much of the relationship stuff. As I said to you, you know, growing up in Africa, there was that um, conflict and conflict within races, conflict within um, the, the, the class people, you know, being born in India or as an Indian family, not born in India, but as an Indian family member, there's the caste system. So there's all that class stuff again. So it's that relationship with yourself and the relationship with others where you put yourself in that relationship same as what you said, if you need more time, you charge more money, where you put yourself in relationship with another is how much you're valuing yourself and how you're addressing. It's all a mirror. Yeah, it's all a mirror. So what's before you is within you. That's yeah, yeah absolutely. So the relationship course is uh, people are quite interesting and curious. They want to do relationships, but they don't want to go deep. So they want to say, can I attract the perfect relationship? Oh. So we start off working with that. But the impact it has is all around. I had some feedback from a client yesterday, a Spanish client, who said to me, I just wanted to put this down in writing for you. Doing the work with you, I am now able to take care of my parents where I thought I'd never speak to them before. Oh, that's amazing. And that yeah. lady got married um, after she was, the, the work she came to me for was, she was on the verge of telling her partner she wanted to split because there wasn't enough respect. Wow. And the when whole, you do the work on yourself, then it changes within it, yeah. You know, and the whole thing of coming back to her parents where she doesn't feel like she can ever speak to them again, that's such a powerful thing for me when she wrote that. But wow, that's that spirit at her work. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing, Reshmi. Okay. So we must, I will in this... Um, in the episode information, put all your details where people can contact you. I'm assuming that you do Zoom. So yes. obviously you're over in Spain, but you work globally, right? You work in different zones. Yeah. yeah. So we can link all your information and um, people can contact you for one-on-one -on -one work or find out about your courses. Have you written any books? <laughs> no. Well, I... I they're written in formats of the course, but I haven't published them together. So I've got to do the editing. That's, an, that's another project on the horizon. <laughs> I have the time. I have the time yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, you will. I haven't. Thank you for asking. And, I love it. I love your work. And I just think what a gift to the world. Um, oh, bless you, darling. So really for any, any listeners out there, please, please explore Reshmi's work. I'm going to put all the information in the episode, um, the, her resources in the episode information. And um, you can find her on social media. So follow her on social media as well. And we will most definitely, definitely have another conversation. I'd love to explore more about um, the energy, Tesla, the energy of money. We should definitely Absolutely. do that again later on in the season. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Joanne. I mean, I'm blown away. I, 
I didn't expect you to reach out. And when you did, I was quite surprised. I was like, oh, somebody's noticed me. <laughs> and that was because because I, I, I live in a world where, I'm, well, I have until now lived in a world where I'm just getting on with the work. I'm not really, because I've done, this is probably my second podcast that I have done, but I would love to do more to reach. Oh, you people. so should, because people need to know about you. That's oh. going to be your mission for the rest of 2022 to get yourself out there for sure. And it's been such a pleasure. I, I have absolutely enjoyed every single moment of our conversation. And I think you're a beacon of light. I can't wait to upload this episode and get it out there to the world. And thank you. That's all. Thank you. I mean, it's been amazing. It has been. Thank you, Joanne. And I'd love to learn more about what you do as well. So when we're off camera, we'll do that another conversation. Thank you, love. It's been absolutely beautiful talking to you. Uh, the spirit sends you love. <laughs> oh, love to spirit. And thank you so much as well. Brilliant. Did you enjoy that conversation as much as I did? What a conversation. I really hope you enjoyed hearing from Reshmi today. I will put her contact details in the episode information so you can reach out to her if you have any questions or if you'd like to do some one-to-one coaching with her. It'll all be in the information for you. What an inspiring, oh, just so inspiring. And actually that leads me to another incredible, talented and inspiring guest for next week. Joining me here on the Authentic Lifestyle Show next week is Corinne Brule. Corinne is a clairvoyant healer. She helps others to let go of their limiting beliefs so that they can live in alignment with their true desires. She'll help you to connect to your potential, find your joy and improve your relationships by using her clairvoyant perceptions to identify your unconscious patterns. Clairvoyance is the ability to see the underlying causes of your actions and thoughts. And using her clairvoyant perceptions, Corinne can identify your unconscious patterns and then using her own body to release that trapped emotions and those trapped emotions that you're holding on to. This sort of work, working to transform your life with your unconsciousness, is phenomenal. And her personal story is... I can only describe as insane, but insane in a a wonderful way. Amazing. Um, It's a story you won't want to miss out on. So be sure to tune in next Friday and join us for the conversation. This brings me to the end of today's episode where I just hope, I hope it's been of service to you and I hope you're feeling inspired. Wherever you are, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And please remember how very special and magnificent you are. For now, though, much love.